be the hero of your own adventure. That's the motto that chief dreamer and digital business entrepreneur Samira Sohail lives by. And so far, it's working in her favor. Born and bred in London, Samira had already embarked on successful careers in two industries, as a financial analyst at JP Morgan Kazanov, and then a strategy manager for the BBC, when she became frustrated with the traditional career trajectory she was headed down. So she booked a one-way ticket to Bali, taking a nine-month sabbatical to discover the unexplored areas of her life, take a spiritual break, and reconnect with herself. The results have been encouraging. Since her time in Bali, Samira has launched the now-popular podcast Samira Stalks, an interview series with reckless dreamers who tell their personal stories of entrepreneurship and impact. When you're traveling alone, you come across really fascinating individuals, and I think because of that place in particular, it attracts a certain type of social impacts or people interested in, you know, global change. So I just kept meeting like at yoga barns or like cafes. I would meet just people from all walks of life who had amazing stories. And so I started what, I, what is Samira Stalks. Samira joins the Ivy podcast to tell us why taking a sabbatical can be the unexpected key to advancing your career and provides tips on how exactly to plan a successful sabbatical. She also shares advice on starting a podcast of your own and succeeding in multiple industries while being a digital nomad. Please enjoy our conversation with Samira Sohail. You're listening to the Ivy Podcast by Ivy, the social university. We are the grad school for life, and our mission is to spark world-changing collaborations by introducing you to the most inspiring people, ideas, and experiences in the world. For more information about the Ivy community and to find out about events happening near you, visit ivy.com and email us at membership at ivy.com. Hello, everybody. Thank you for being here. I am delighted to introduce all of you to Samira Stock. Samira, welcome to the show. Thank you. Really good to have you here. So you have this lovely accent. Tell us where you're from. What's been your journey so far? Wow. Okay. So I guess born and bred in the UK in London, but ethnically and half Indian, half Pakistani, which I always make a note to say. Um, don't know if a lot of you know, but that's like quite a rare combination, I would say. And yeah, I was schooled and educated in the UK um, in North London and then uh, went to Cambridge for undergrad, studied maths um, and spent a year in Paris after that, uh, which was great. Uh, yeah, and then started to embark on my professional career, which was predominantly in London. And I would say up to about two years ago, uh, quite steady there uh, and then decided to uh, start to look at the world differently I would say okay what made you what made you Do start that. looking at the yeah. world differently I think um, you know similar to a lot of people who kind of go through life you know I, with the grain they're supposed to so I went to a very academic university I went into investment banking and um, two years after that I uh, made a switch to the BBC to public service where I ended up launching their digital services. So anything like BBC News, BBC Sport, BBC iPlayer Online, and had a whale of a time there. But I think, you know, as like a young, hungry girl who's interested in tech um, and was very interested in the startup scene, 
I started to get frustrated, I would say, with um, the kind of trajectory I was on there and, you know, some of the more traditional approaches to trying new things. Mm -hmm. um, so I decided, um, well, I'm a massive fan of TED Talks. Um, so I watched a couple, I would watch them all the time, but I watched a couple that were very pertinent to me. So in particular, one by John Hardy called My Green School Dream, which was about uh, schools and new approaches to education. So the schools were all made of, out of bamboo in Bali and it was a more holistic approach to education. So I watched that one and kind of just like fell in love with this like magical world which is Bali. And I watched another one called, I think it's called My Seven Year Sabbatical, about a creative designer who's based in New York, so I should hunt him down, um, who, um, who takes a sabbatical every seven years to kind of work on himself, reflect and rejuvenate. So I thought, right, that's it. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to take a sabbatical. I'm going to go to Bali and I'm going to just explore different areas of my life that I hadn't really done before. So everything had either been very like academic or work focused or I played a lot of competitive tennis growing up and, and like love sports. So it would like run a netball team or was constantly like setting myself hiking challenges and I realized I just want to take a year to go explore like spiritual journeys and yeah reconnect with nature and myself again okay awesome and um I mean that's a dream yeah. I would love to do that when the time comes yeah um, and uh, did you kind of have a, an epiphany? epiphany? Yeah. No, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was like an, a moment of an epiphany. You know, very honestly speaking, I think sometimes the universe kind of forces you to make those decisions. And in particular, I wrote blog posts about it. There was one week where, you know, the BBC had been promising they'd send me to New York for work. That fell through. My dad had suffered from colon cancer uh, the Christmas before, and they thought... Um, like lung cancer was on the cards. Mm -hmm. Eventually it ended up, it wasn't anything. Um, I think I was living with a girl in London, like New York, rent's ridiculous. And you know, you're constantly just asking yourself why you pay this much money to live like this. But I was living with a girl and I had to move out the apartment because her sister was moving in. And I think, yeah, I tried to run the marathon a couple of years earlier and had this hip injury, yeah. which by the end of the week had completely flared up with all this stress. And so, yeah, I think that was my point of saying, you know what, like, I've done what I was supposed to do and it didn't necessarily make me happy. Uh, so I just booked a one-way ticket to Bali, okay. kind of told work I was telling a sabbatical, ready to also quit. So, right. you know, my sense was if they say no, well, like, I'm pretty much ready okay. to leave. And um, yeah, and yeah, sorry. So when I was out there, I think one of the most important things for me was to do is something called Vipassana, which is a 10 day silent meditation retreat. So there's no talking, but there's also something called noble silence where you can't make eye contact, you can't exercise, you can't read, you can't write. And I would say that was one of the most um, like enlightening experiences when I was away because your whole focus is inward and you've got to understand I was someone who'd done cardio growing up so you know my, if I sat cross-legged my knees would like <laughs> be up to my face so in my head I was like I don't know how I'm going to sit through 15 hours a day and also I'm very talkative of silence um, but yeah that was a really beautiful experience you go through it's like 
going through all the emotions of the seven dwarves. You know, there are times where you want to like burst out laughing, but like everyone's meditating. There are times where you're angry. You know, there are times where you're really upset. You know, my dad's ill. Like I've just quit my job. I'm in an ashram. Like、mm-hmm. am I depressed? You know, so you start to you start to ask yourself all these questions. What you realise halfway through is that. You will go mad if you don't let your mind quieten down. And once that starts to happen, they're really beautiful experiences. Okay, incredible. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I'd love.、It. I've never not spoken. I think for longer than a couple of hours. So <laughs> I can only imagine ten days. Yeah.、Um, and what are you focused on now? At the moment, yeah. So and、um, so I think Bali was a couple of years ago, but when I was out there and I was sitting in a rice field <laughs> with a pool、uh, in a beautiful house, and like I said, I'd. Always been obsessed with TED Talks, and I had a professional skill set in, I'd say, digital media. And just by way of like when you're traveling alone, you come across really fascinating individuals. And I think because of that place in particular, it attracts a certain type of social impact or people interested in, you know, global change. So I just kept meet like at yoga barns or like cafes. I would meet just people from all walks of life who had amazing stories, and so I started what I, what is Samira Stalks when I was out there, which is an interview series with what I call Reckless Dreamers. And yeah,、um, I'm pretty focused on that at the moment. It's a podcast series. I'm really proud that you know I just started it with my Mac and a hundred-dollar mic. That was a whole palaver to get in through like importing through <laughs> Indonesian authorities. But、um, yes, I started when I was out there. Initially, I just started with interviewing a lot of my peer group because from Cambridge and from like the startup scene in London, a lot of my friends at the time were starting really impactful companies, things like Carno, an edtech company teaching kids to code. Beeline is a、uh, cycling navigation product that is for smarter cities to help encourage people to bike more.、Mm-hmm. So you have to pull out your Google phone on your city bike and、wow. all that stuff. And、um, so I launched with ten episodes.、Um, one of them was actually an astronaut who's planning to go to Mars on a one-way ticket. So just started telling their stories and sharing it with audiences. And yeah, like I guess it started doing really well.、Uh, Whilst I was still in my rice field, <laughs>、yeah. and thought, you know what, I should go back to London because I've got a big media network there, and I could potentially really grow this thing into something bigger.、Um, and the ambition was to grow it into a media business,、uh, what I call a Wired for Women. So think about like the Wired meets Skim, technology business and startup news, but aimed at a more A、female demographic with a more colloquial tone of voice. I felt like a lot of the tech, you know, news and business news out there was stuffy, and actually, it's personal stories of、mm-hmm. snakes and ladders, and that can be shared in a new light. Absolutely. What's your ultimate vision、uh, now that you have been doing it for a while? What's kind of what's next for you? What's the bigger vision, and how can Ivy members get involved?、Um, well, so I say, you know, the mission behind Samira Stalks is to inspire, educate, and entertain audiences to create a positive social impact. And at the moment, I'm doing that through storytelling, and at the moment, that is just a podcast. So. In answer to your first question,、uh, what's the broader vision? I would love to see this turn into a more multimedia proposition. So, started a weekly newsletter on tech news, but also anything from, you know, video.、Uh, I would say higher editorial quality interview series.、Um, 
more inspiring or guests or guests who are a little bit more off the beaten track. Um, so that's one element. And then in terms of Ivy members getting involved, I would say, please have a listen. You know, I've done 25 episodes to date um, from, you know, artists and activists to startup entrepreneurs to astronauts to one of my favorites is I interviewed Pixar's first female employee. Wow. Yeah, and so someone, like I said, who's obsessed with the intersection of like technology and media, for me, Pixar, you know, has done the best at, at that in terms of both its storytelling ability, but the technology and like the vector calculus and the maths it's really been using right. and the computer science to enable that to happen. So hearing her story, she's been there for over 20 years. She was there. She was one of the first like three employees. Wow. She's worked on Toy Story, like all the kind of 12 back catalog. So that was really, and for me, like a lot of my interview series, um, the people I pick are very personal. So for me, you know, one of the reasons I wrote to her is because she did computer science at Harvard and she was maybe like one of like, you know, three, three girls out of 200. And I had a very similar experience at university when I did maths where the boys wouldn't even talk to me or, you know, like, I felt isolated uh, from my peer group. So yeah, there were a lot of things in her journey that um, that were very personal to me. Okay, amazing. Um, and if you were to, for all the Ivy members out there listening to this, what would be your kind of biggest advice based on your journey so far? Yeah, I mean, so I would say my like journey has been very eclectic. I've worn lots of different hats and my whole like personal mission statement is, a Pixar thing, it's, it's something called um, be the hero of your own adventure. So, you know, probably similar to you, I'm from like an immigrant family where, you know, hard work, entrepreneurship, all of those things were instilled quite early on. Uh, and there was like a societal view of what success was. And to some extent, I tried those things. And, you know, whilst I excelled at them, they didn't necessarily make me happy. So. The way I kind of see things now is, okay, well, what is it that I'm trying to achieve and just be brave enough to, to take those leaps and take those steps. You know, like one example is my sabbatical, you know, three months before I'd taken trips to like Harvard, Stanford and all the business schools thinking I should go to business school, but decided, you know what, I'll invest 20 grand in myself and see what I come up with in a year and actually had a whale of a time traveling alone in Indonesia and also created a media series that I can just announce has been accepted by Spotify. Congratulations. <laughs> which is really exciting. And then even like when I came back to London, you know, I'm doing the podcast series at the moment, ended up working as an early stage investor in venture capital and I'm working with a media AI startup here at the moment in New York. So yeah, stuff is still possible even if you kind of try different approaches to get there. Okay, awesome. So before we wrap up, I'm gonna ask you two how-to questions. Okay. We're gonna try, like, let's do our best to keep it to like one or two minutes. And okay. uh, this will be like very practical advice that like if somebody does actually wanna do these things, yeah. is there a nice, um, nice guide for them? Okay. So the first one on the personal side, so if somebody wants to take a year-long sabbatical, mm. like how to plan a year-long sabbatical, Okay. in a nutshell, so, what would you say? So the first thing I would say, if you can, don't plan the time and actually go with a very different approach to a sabbatical. So we are ingrained to think, be very goal orientated. So I have a year, I have this much money and you know, I want to like 
work out like, you know, it's Indonesia, then Singapore, then India. No, like throw that mentality away. And if you're doing this genuinely to, you know, I challenge myself to say, hey, what do I want to get from this sabbatical? Actually, I'm not comfortable with ambiguity. So that's the learning for me. And the way I had to do that with myself is book a one-way ticket and have a bank card. And I ended up staying in Bali for nine months. And the only thing I had booked was this meditation course. So the first thing I'd say is really like challenge yourself to think, what are your biggest fears? What is it that you're actually trying to achieve? And then work backwards. And there's stuff like very pragmatically though, that you have to get in order, you know, you have to like, at least like tell your work you're quitting (laughs) or like ask for a sabbatical, you know, like, um, you know, two or three months before I had been thinking about like, I'm just going to jack it all in. So start to curb your spending. No more Zara. No more Zara. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just, just, just like, you know, just, just walk, walk, look down when you walk past it. Curb your spending. Start taking the tube. Delete Uber. Like all of that very like practical financial stuff, I would say, yeah. because you know, that £100 is going to let you go diving in four months. So (laughs) you start to see the value of that. Um, Yeah, and I would say, you know, I think the one thing that's underestimated is the the impact on your community and your friends and family. So some people were like, hey, that's so cool, I'd love to do that. But a lot of people were like, have you lost the plot? You know, why are you doing this? You're committing career suicide and you've got to be a really strong individual to just block out that noise and say, you know what, this is my journey. This is my chapter. It's not impacting you in a negative way apart from you'll miss me. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's often overlooked, particularly like with entrepreneurship or anyone doing something that, you know, might not fit into our societal structures. Okay, awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Second and last how-to that I'm going to ask. Um, if somebody wants to start their own podcast series for whatever vertical, whatever demographic that interests them the most, yeah. um, how, how do you start a podcast? I mean, you started it, yeah, you were saying $100 microphone <laughs> that you imported into Indonesia. But So if you were to just give somebody in a nutshell two-minute advice on like how to start your podcast, what would you say? Yeah, I would say... Um you know, have a very clear mission of why you're doing what you're doing. So, like, ever since a young age, I would always, even when I was working at the BBC, but I'd always write to people I was inspired by, just to be like, hey, you're kind of cool, like, how do you do what you're doing? And so, you know, that's why my mission is around inspiring positive social impact. Um, So have a very clear mission of, of what it is uh, you want your stories to tell. Like, as an audience member, what am I going to take away? How do I want someone to feel after listening to my, my, my episode? I would say if you're starting out as well, an interview series is a very good place to start because you don't have to create the storyline from scratch. You know, people's stories are very interesting in their Mm -hmm. own right and also it helps with um you know you double your reach so hopefully barry will share this amongst his friends and samira will share amongst hers and automatically you've doubled your reach right i would say do all the kind of necessary like reading the blogs the youtube videos the sitting with like a cup of tea trying to understand links and technical feeds like immerse yourself in that you know i ended up like coding my own website you know I've got a whole social media like those, those are really interesting and like good skills that have come off the back of this as well right. so 
get your head down and kind of geek out on that stuff. And the last thing I would say is accountability. So tell everyone, like literally tell anyone and everyone that you're starting this, this is what you're doing, and this <laughs> yeah. is the date of launch. And so you'll find that like, you know, um, two weeks before, like, you know, a couple of weeks in, people will be like, how's it going? How's it going? And you do not want to look sheepish being the one like always talking and never doing. Right, right. So that sense of accountability really forces you to just launch. And I can guarantee you, you will hate the sound of your own voice. You will think your content is rubbish and you will think these are not ready to be published. And that is when you know to hit publish. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. It was a fascinating conversation. Great. Thank Thanks you. very much. That's our show for this week. Thanks again for tuning in to the Ivy Podcast by Ivy, the social university. We are the grad school for life. And our mission is to spark world-changing collaborations by introducing you to the most inspiring people, ideas, and experiences in the world. Check us out at ivy.com for life-changing advice and gatherings, and the foremost thought leaders shaping our world today. For more information about the Ivy community, and to find out about events happening near you, visit ivy.com and email us via membership at ivy.com. Dream big and stay inspired.